Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. This is Controlling Commodity Costs, and we are your hosts, Craig Turner and Tom Dazzle. We are your authority to gain control of your commodity exposure, stay ahead of the competition, and maximize your profit margins. This podcast is brought to you by StoneX Group, a Fortune 100 company with a 100-year history in the commodity markets. You can find us on the NASDAQ. Thanks for joining us for episode, what are we up to now, Craig? Episode number five, where we're going to talk about something that's very important to all of our clients, and that is their power in electric usage, uh, something we all rely on and something that I think a lot of our clients are pleased to find out that we have some very strong professionals, very strong expertise in this area to, to assist our clients. So. Joining us on this podcast today, we have Sean, Frankie, and Bridget Hooper, directors of our energy consulting. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to it. Do us a favor. Tell our audience a little bit about your background. Um, Bridget, would you please uh, go ahead first, if you don't mind? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I started my career about a little over 20 years ago with a investor-owned utility here in the Midwest. I started in the accounting department and then moved into the trading department um, where I traded electricity on the across the Eastern Interconnect, so Colorado and East. Uh, and then most recently in that role, I was trading speculative, speculatively uh, ERCOT, which is the Texas power market. So after that, um, in 2010, I joined uh, what was then RMI, is now Stonex, and grew the physical procurement business. Uh, so we work with commercial industrial clients and uh, help them in their utility spend and make sure they're not spending more than they should. Fantastic. Very great background. You've been doing this a while. And, and Sean, have you, guys, have you been working with Bridget a while or what, what brought, uh, how'd you get here? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, myself, I have, again, a similar about 23 years in the uh, in the industry. Uh, I was with a prior consulting firm for going on 13 years. And then in 2014, came over to, at the time, INTLFC Stone, started working with Bridget. And again, supporting commercial and industrial customers, tariff rate analysis, utility tax exemptions, and and the such and helping grow the overall physical energy business here at Stonex. Awesome. Um, well, thank you very much guys for the, for that bio here. So, you know, me and Tom, we started our careers here in, you know, futures and options. And when we came over to Stonex to learn that there's this world of, you know, physical procurement that you two are very much at the front and center on, on the energy side. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the services you offer here and how you work with clients at StoneX? Sure. Um, so we start with the strategy development, you know, which is going to be similar to what all StoneX offerings are, right? We're going to work with the customer on when to buy, how much to buy, how to contract. Uh, you know, once we get that piece of it down, we're going to go into the sourcing part of it. And this is where the physical procurement comes into play. Once we decide, yes, it's a good time, we should enter into a fixed price, we're going to go scour the market, send out an RFP to a number of different suppliers and determine what the best option is for the customer. So that would be, you know, a combination of who's the lowest price, but also what are your master agreement terms and conditions look like? Look like? So 
those have to be negotiated and you don't, it's one of those things you, you don't need it till you need it. You know, if you have a supplier that goes into bankruptcy, how is your customer going to be protected from that? Um, we work with customers to recommend additional supply agreements. So, you know, I don't want to name names, but if um, supplier A uh, was once good in this particular part of the country, but now supplier B has been beating everybody, we're going to help our customers get a agreement in place with supplier B so that they can be ready to transact with them. Once we have the agreement, obviously, once we have the agreement in place, uh, we're going to use our no-risk energy data management and reporting system to input all that information. Um, we kick out various budget reports. We're checking your invoices every month to make sure that the contract that we negotiated for you is actually what you're being charged. And I think uh, you'd be surprised at how many errors and I use air quotes when I say errors, we find on invoices until the supplier knows that we are looking at those and then they tend to get fewer and fewer miraculously. Um, and then the last thing we help with is uh, demand side management sustainability. So do you need to switch out a boiler in one of your plants that would save you X amount of energy um, or, you know, capital, what kind of capital do you have that you can invest in your plant? And we work with a, a really good partner in that space. Uh, we do view kind of the engineering and the procurement as two separate activities, but that's why we, you know, em employ this, this company that we know does a really good job on that kind of overall demand side efficiency work. All right. And now is this, that, that, just so uh, I'm clear, this is mm -hmm. mainly uh, electricity that we're talking about, or is it other products too? It would be electricity and natural gas. Natural gas. Mm -hmm. right. So natural gas is deregulated everywhere, meaning you can choose your supplier. Electricity is a little bit more limited to uh, its 14, 15 states that you can choose your electric supplier in. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And is that geographic? Can you give give us some idea of what are those 14 or 15 states? Sure. So it's going to be mostly the, the East Coast, Texas. Uh, you get into Illinois, Ohio. Um, and then California is semi-deregulated, which is the same as Michigan and Oregon, just meaning they have some extra rules that surround them that maybe not everybody can use a third party, but some can. Got it. So the natural gas market, you know, was quite the wild ride over the past year or so, right? I mean, is, uh, you know, I'm good. was that challenging for you guys? Were you able to help a lot of, you know, a lot of companies out with that? Because, I mean, just looking at a chart of natural gas, I want to say we went from like 2 to $10, it seems like, in the past year. Yeah, that was, uh, was pretty tumultuous times, you know, and we had a lot of customers, um, follow the hedge plan and have a lot of coverage in place during those times. Some other customers that maybe had come to us recently didn't have much coverage in place were exposed during those times. We spent a lot of time handholding, counseling, watching the markets, stepping into shorter positions so that when the market did pull back, I mean, we really didn't expect gas to stay at nine, $10 uh, forever, but there were times where it sure felt like it was going to stay up there for a long period of time, but helping customers through those, those difficult times, managing shorter term contracts, uh, shorter term coverage, 
before there was a pullback and we could go out a little bit longer for them. Yeah. Because now when, I mean, recently natural gas was, you know, in the twos, uh, especially in the, in the spot month. So, you know, I'm, you're probably a little bit more aggressive when you get down to those, those prices. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have some tools to, to help identify value in the market. I mean, Bridget talked about, you know, we help set up a strategy for our customers and that's going out to procurement and securing maybe a basis transaction and stepping into some NYMEX coverage. And we have some tools that we share with our customers to identify when there's value in the market. And in our tools, our deciles that we use identify a certain level. And we're above that. We're going shorter term and, and maybe waiting where we where we have that optionality with the customers. And when we're below that and when we have strong value indicators, we're calling our customers on a regular basis. We're extending coverage. We're adding additional coverage. We're going out longer term. And we have a, a pretty good tool to help customers, one, feel comfortable with that. We're watching it when it's high and when it's low. So our, our strategy doesn't change. We just help them and more encouraging when we're in those value areas to do more. Interesting. So if I if I'm hearing you guys correctly, like, you know, you're you're basically you, you have your tools to figure out when the market's either overvalued or undervalued for, you know, for the hedging. But also on the cash side, on the physical side, you're also having, a you know, you have tools and methods to bring some cost savings, you know, to the to these companies, too. Yeah, I think one of the things that that people focus on is the NYMEX, right? Saying it went from two to 10 and back down to two. But regionally, gas prices vary so much across the country. You know, in just January of this year, California basis was $50 in MMBTU. Um, Back winter storm URI, which was was February of 2021, we had gas in Oklahoma hit $1,000 in MMBTU. So while it's important to have that strategy laid out, it's almost more important to make sure that the agreements you have in place with your physical suppliers cannot be curtailed. Mm-hmm. Because we had, you know, a number of customers in February of 2021 that maybe were under under contracts that we didn't negotiate initially, and they were in a world of hurt when their natural gas got cut, and the contract fully stated that they were allowed to be cut. Yeah. So then you and your team goes in there, make sure that kind of language you negotiate it, so it, mm-hmm. that kind of language isn't in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And for those same customers, you know, we did help on their behalf go negotiate with those suppliers to reduce those overall bills that showed up. I mean, a typical customer uh, during that time, you know, typical bill in the area of $40,000, $50,000, it was not uncommon in certain parts of the country in that Oklahoma, Southern Missouri area to see a bill in the, in the million dollar range. And wow. again, working with the supplier and the customer to, to minimize those impacts, we, we, uh, we had some suppliers that did really well during that, during that event. We also had a couple of bad players and, uh, you know, some of the bad actors we had to really sit down with and, and work on our customers' behalf to, to minimize the impact of some of those events. That's, that's awesome. So what kind of companies do you work with? Like, you know, what, what, you know not naming, we don't need to name any names and being specifics, but you know, what kind of industries and clients are you, are you working with, I guess? You know, we're working with a lot of food companies. So companies that have multiple ingredients and are used to hedging, are used to risk management. 
um, tend to really understand the exposure on energy and how we can we can help that out. So um, dairies, food ingredients, food production production companies, and uh, a lot of companies in the uh, adult beverage industry have have, uh, have very good clients for for Stonex. We find that companies that have all of their locations in one area, maybe they have two or three plants in a, in a certain geographical area, can can figure it out. But customers that that have 10, 20, maybe even 30 locations spread throughout the country, it's hard to speak utilities and energy in 30 different markets. And that's where Bridget and I and the team here at StoneX comes in. We're pretty good at understanding the energy landscape in a number of different markets and across the country to help manage costs for our customers. That was perfect. I was going to ask you about how, like, what does a typical company do if they're, if when they first met you, like how do their, how does their day-to-day business operations change from what they were doing to what they're, you know, what they're doing now, uh, having worked with you, if you could paint that picture. Cause it sounds to me, I'm, I'm envisioning the same procurement people who are purchasing commodities and ingredients are dealing with this on the, on the utilities and electricity side. Um, is that the correct assumption? And, and is that, I mean, it sounds overwhelming. <laughs> think about yeah it it is and you know the thing with energy for those foods companies is it's most of the time an indirect spend right if gas isn't ten dollars you might not be paying attention to it because you got another fire to put out over here with corn or wheat um so you know in the utility space when a company brings us on what we do is a full audit of their make sure they're on the right tariff rate like sean mentioned um, make sure they're not getting overbilled anywhere. We go through, you know, facility by facility and check and make sure that, again, they're on the right rate, that they're not being overbilled. And after we do that, then we develop a strategy moving forward about how to help them. Um, but but really, you know, those utility rates, those are our expertise. So we wouldn't expect a customer to understand those, but that's what we're here for is to explain it. This is why we should move you to XYZ rate. And, you know, if they agree, we switch it over and, you know, they're saving 10, sometimes 20% on their electric bill. Um, a lot of times what happens is maybe they're expanding production and they stayed on the, on the same rate, but they could have jumped to this new rate that per unit is quite a bit cheaper. The other thing we can do in the day-to-day operations is say, hey, if you want to move this kind of usage to your second shift that could save you x amount of money so that that's when we really get into the day-to-day operations and how something would change that's great i could see how you're helping procurement people look good <laughs> especially if they can uncover 10 to 20 percent savings that that's a big that's a big deal and hopefully makes everyone's job a little easier yeah craig anything else I've learned a lot being on this. Uh, like I said before, my background's futures and options and to hear about the physical side and procurement and how you guys work with uh, different companies in the food and beverage space has been, uh, has been great. And I'm sure the, you know, the listeners out there um, in the food and beverage you know, industry, if they wanna reach you guys, you, know, you can certainly find our contact information in the podcast show notes, or you can also find um, you know, Sean and Bridget, how would they you know, usually find you guys directly? 
Yeah, I mean, they can reach out via email, via phone, uh, mm-hmm. if you want to pop that information into your notes section. One of the things we do when a customer calls us is we're, we're absolutely willing to do that free audit to look at your invoices, see if there's any low-hanging fruit, if you will, that we could find and, and you know, be in the black right out of the gate. Oh, so it sounds like kind of like what I do with my tax attorney. They see if they can give me a, a deal on the real estate taxes, right? So there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. I can I can relate to that. All right. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, I think it's been great. Um, anything else, Tom? No, I think it's excellent. The last few episodes, you know, hopefully our audience is getting a picture of how we can address some of these variables within the food and beverage industry from plastics and packaging to energy needs to uh, grain, oil seed, other ingredient uh, hedging and, and, and price risk management. And, and here's something very interesting on navigating the world of utilities and power and electric. So I think it was great and really appreciate Sean, Bridget, you guys joining us. Absolutely. Thank you very much. The trading of derivatives such as futures, options, and over-the-counter OTC products or swaps may not be suitable for all investors. Derivatives trading involves substantial risk of loss. You should fully understand those risks prior to trading. Past financial results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. All references to futures and options on futures trading are made solely on behalf of the FCM division of Stonex Financial Inc., a member of the National Futures Association and registered with the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission as a Futures Commission Merchant. All references to and discussion of OTC products or swaps are made solely on behalf of Stonex Markets LLC, a member of NFA and provisionally registered with the CFTC as a swap dealer. Stonex Markets products are designed only for individuals or firms who qualify under CFTC rules as an eligible contract participant and who have been accepted as customers of StoneX Markets. This material should not be constructed as a solicitation of trading strategies and or services provided by the FCM division of StoneX Financial or StoneX Markets as noted in this presentation and podcast. Neither the FCM division of StoneX Financial Inc. nor StoneX Markets is responsible for any redistribution of this material by third parties or any trading decisions taken by persons not intended to view this material. Information contained herein was obtained from sources believed reliable, but is not guaranteed. These materials represent the opinions and viewpoints of the author and do not necessarily reflect the opinions and viewpoints of the FCM division of StoneX Financial or StoneX Markets. Reproduction or use in any format without authorization is forbidden. Copyright 2023, all rights reserved.